Good evening. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, Krishna. Nice to have you back. And your friend, I think you've been here before. Yes, we've had a discussion. Welcome. What's your good name? Kalaniji Das. Kalaniji Das Avatar, back in town. Back from your preaching in the Northeast, right? Good to have you here. And you're back. Back. Come to take Haridas away. <laughs> so, any questions tonight? Yes? Um, the difference between uh, Vaikuntha Loka and Goloka Vrindavan, mm-hmm. and also um, how one attains Vaikuntha Loka rather than Vrindavan, like why that happens, where where the consciousness would come from, mm-hmm. attaining that rather than going all the way to the spiritual world. Well, for now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. With the Lokas, in one sense, in which Goloka is included, given that in some of the texts there is a reference to Mahabaikuntha, so the great Baikuntha, and um, our founding Acharyas and <clears throat> have uh, demonstrated through their scriptural genius, their Shastra Yukti, that this is a reference to Golok. Of course, there are other references to Golok in the Puranas as well. And uh, in Rig Veda also it mentions that place with cows, with long horns and so forth. Um, the planet of cows, Go, Golok. So, it's part of the uh, realm without free from anxiety. Vaikuntha means to be, in one sense, free from anxiety. <clears throat> That's to give it a very kind of, to define it negatively, obviously. So, that said, within the Vaikuntha Lokas, as you're asking about, there are different um, regions, realms. These Vaikuntha Lokas are peculiar in the sense that we will, uh, the Vedanta gives a considerable uh, a discourse on the illusion of Namanrupa. Hmm? Namanrupa is, is, a, is a phrase, it means form and name, that's uh, employed to speak of the world of our sensual, mental, and intellectual experience. It's a world of names and forms. It's a world through which, um, by which through sound, we categorize things and differentiate one combination of the same stuff from another. And all of those combinations, of course, are only appearances in the sense that they're, as we say in common English, um, here today and gone tomorrow. Hmm? So namarupa. So we're by by sound we we classify things, we, we describe things as it's perceived by us, and uh, then it's then it's given a name, it's, it's dif- differentiated from any other combination of matter. But again, all those, that form and name um, calling 
is uh, um, with reference to illusory forms. Hmm? And uh, so we, we find, for example, in the person of the Brahma, the idea that the world is formed by sound. So it's a similar idea through sound. He categorizes, classifies, hmm, and so on. But it's an illusory um, differentiation um, in a larger sense. And as I say, all of it is here today and gone tomorrow. Uh, even the sun is burning out, as, as we say. So when we speak strongly about that, which isn't difficult to speak about, it's, 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 it's on the... Um, um, it's something that we experience readily, but due to the illusory power, nonetheless, of the Maya Shakti, we don't think deeply enough about it, for the most part, that it will bring about a change in our life unless we keep chasing after Namrupa, names and forms of the world. <clears throat> but through good association, then these ideas are, are um, uh, presented very strongly and it, it can cause a, a change in our angle of vision and we can see that which is before us from a different angle than we did previously but from an angle that nonetheless very much makes sense to us. It's not like it's the scripture is describing something that you, that you haven't got experience of. It's describing your experience from another angle. And so it's very, uh, can be, I mean, it resonates with us. So the scripture in that, in that sense is not, and Saudis are not talking about something that we don't have experience of with regard to the, the world of our central mental and intellectual experience, but looking at it from a different angle. And that's very insightful then. It can dramatically change our trajectory, the course of our um, um, march forward. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? So you take, for example, the Bhagavad Gita, the first six chapters are about this. They're basically about what's out there and who's looking at it. What's out there, and again, who's looking at, who's observing it? Are they one? Is what's out there the same as what's in here looking at it? Are they different? Are they one and different? And so uh, even modern philosophy is, is filled with uh, uh, nuanced discussions about what's out there and what's observing it and so forth. And of course, the oldest, I would say, probably really in, in terms of a, of a treatise on this, it comes from the Vedanta, hmm? nature of consciousness, the observer, nature of that which is observed, and, and so forth, right? Hmm? So when we, when we kind of go through that in a, in a, in a, in a uh, 101 course of Vedanta, then the well, the, the Gita, as I was saying, begins with this. It's it's about about the nature of the Atma and the world, and the fact that, for example, attachment to the names and forms is the womb from which suffering is born, and so on and so forth. That these are radical ideas, but they're not ideas that are something foreign to our experience. But it it they seek to um, make us 
look more closely and think more deeply about our overriding experience of which this, for example, is, is, is a truth. Attachment is the womb from which suffering is born. We're thinking by adding things to our life, our life will become more perfect, more happy, and so forth. Um, but the attachment to the things which, which, which are, don't turn out to be all they were made out to be and don't endure that matter, this, they are, uh, the attachment to them is a recipe for frustration, for suffering. So this is just a, you know, Dukalaya Mashashpatam, the two words Krishna sums up the whole world. It's a place of suffering, and if you like it, well, it's even worse because it doesn't last, it's temporary. So again, these are not statements that are foreign to our experience, right? So the Gita begins with this. It, it, it builds a case as to the nature of being hmm, without asking us to believe. It tells us about our own experience and how to look at it from a different angle that is, is, is life-changing. And then with the middle six chapters, the theology begins. Hmm? And there we have to then... Uh, now we're prepped, so to speak, for believing because we've seen through the eyes of the scripture in a way that we had, had not seen before. And now it wants to tell us about something that we can't see. Hmm? Krishna, our source, his, 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 his realm, I mean, uh, uh, the theology of the Gita. It's really not about Krishna, Krishna is not speaking about himself other than the fact that but by way of having to speak about himself if he speaks about bhakti, because he's the object of bhakti. It sounds a little bit um, self-centered. It's, Krishna says it's all about me. <laughs> and of course it is, but the subject of the middle six chapters is bhakti, and he's the perfect object of bhakti, so he has to talk about himself. That's part of the sambandha gyan, right? So now some believing is required. You can't see Krishna every day. You can start to see him in ways in which he talks about it. So but in terms of, the, as we described yesterday, from a Nyaya point of view, the a term that's invoked within Bhagavatam, medium size, right? We talked about that at some length. He's infinite, he's infinitesimal, but he appears to the devotee in medium size, which means uh, human-like, if you will, or uh, with with form, which seems now to be limiting. So the point that I'm making only is that by Kunta is a world of names and forms. And we just talked about the world of names and forms being illusory. We've come to, having done that, we've come to some bottom unifying level of, of uh, uh, underlying uh, plane of co- consciousness. Hmm? You know, you go from karma, so we often say, um, which is kind of the, the realm of, of greed to Gyan, which is the realm of wisdom. Hmm? Right? Or look at it another way, from capitalism to socialism, hmm? from individuality to having, having a group. Right, these are t- there's some ways you can talk about it. These are again these are words, karma and gyan, but the implications of them are 
very universal. We can talk about them in a political context. We can talk about them in, 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 in everyday kind of uh, context. Uh, there's action, and then there's knowledge. Hmm. The more knowledge you have, the less action you have to do. If you get a higher education, you don't have to dig a ditch. You can you can move with your head without having to move your hand, just your fingertips or something like that. Hmm? So, as I often say, the knowledge cancels out action, action, action cancels out knowledge. Conservative, Republican, conservative, liberal, uh, this is a bade, bade nature. Hmm? This, this, these two sides, if you will, Bog and Tiag, hmm? same thing. Hmm? Bog is, is, the, is the, you know, conservative, Republican, from a political point of view, perspective. To gather, to acquire, to, to earn, to have my own individuality. And, and socialism is tag. You have to give it up and share with other people <laughs> and so forth. So um, these are the two tracks on which our material life runs, the two sides, so to speak, of, of the same um, coin. <clears throat> And love, by contrast, includes both action and um, knowledge. If you love, you know what to do, and there is something to do to serve in love. In love, there's individuality and there's unity at the same time. Right? There's you and I coming together in a dynamic unity of we, as I often say, or us. Um, so it's uh, this is uh, 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 again some drawing on some angle of an, taking an angle of vision on the world that serves to promote the idea that that the that the fusion of the two things which in this world under themselves is not possible. Hmm? But there, there, there is a realm where which, where which that happens, which is beyond the space between our ears. It's tra- trans. It's not unra- irrational, but it's transrational. There could be unity and oneness and difference interpenetrating one another. Hmm? But again, it, there are examples, analogies, but which we can draw from that can help us to think of it like love, as, as I say, is a, is a unity and a difference at the same time, and it's something you can't explain. You cannot explain love to anybody. If your daughter asks, "Mommy, what does it mean to be in love?" You know, <laughs> you just gotta gotta chuckle, right? When you when you get it, you know it, and you can't explain it. Although you'd like to, <laughs> you'd like to talk about it, but it's beyond talk. It's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> um, and the same idea that as I often say that love is about real love is about giving. It's born love from the womb of sacrifice. So when we give, we get. Right? We become bigger, become greater, we become more whole by giving. This is tr- transrational. Hmm? Um, so we can talk about like this, so that we, we're trying to create a foundation for this, for believing, if you will. It's not a blind faith, hmm? right? But now Krishna is going to talk about himself in a realm beyond. This world that's that's that combines these. What, what the whole problem is, the struggle between the, these two, if you will, boga and tiag, boga and tiag. Hmm? Um, 
and 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 then and, and as we do so we have to talk about a world now with names and forms we just said the world of names and forms is illusory so now we have to go to a world of names and forms and then we have to explain how the names and forms there are different in nature they're not restricting but they're facilitating and so if, if there's a form for the artist in the form of his canvas and his pen then he or she can express her art and it can be appreciated so the form is not limiting it's facilitating right so there's a positive side now we had the other question now this is spiritual form we know that consciousness from the first six chapters of the Gita for example it's consciousness that makes the names and forms of this world when consciousness reposes itself on matter matter takes shapes right it starts to move again to go to the you know, the penetrating impregnating vision of Vishnu he never touches Maya he just glances at her he can't ignore her it's one of his shaktis he can't get too close but he can't ignore her either but by his glancing he goes there and all we are projected as the as the many from the one and the world starts to move aparayamitastanyam prakritim vidime param jivabhuta mahabaho yayedam dharyate jagat so the jivas move in the world so when the point is when consciousness is reposed in matter matter takes shape so if consciousness could be reposed in itself in its source there could be shapes of another nature that rather than limit they facilitate and so so a world of forms and shapes so here the world of names and forms i should say are limiting in a simplistic kind of spiritual perspective we do away with the names and forms we do away with the difference for unity hmm? but a more developed spiritual conception is able to harmonize the have unity that that ornaments or excuse me, have diversity that ornaments the unity hmm? that's makes for spiritual life transcendence not merely the opposite of material life you understand the opposite of the problem is is is, is not the solution peace is not the solution to war hmm? peace is something that you, you it that that is an interim the solution is love it, when there's commerce between the not just peace okay we're gonna have peace here don't fight anymore stop fighting but when there's healthy commerce and interaction and so forth then, then everything is complete right so you need as I say peace and love <laughs> we grew up on that idea <laughs> we're gonna develop it so some of us anyway so <laughs> so um, so it's a very rich understanding of spiritual life where again now there's a world realms world realms planets name is formed it starts to sound limiting whereas Brahman underlying consciousness sounds unlimited it's unlimited in terms of space and time but it's limited in terms of affection hmm? 
And what is more um, accommodating a big, flat, endless desert or a little shack with a with a friend that you could you could stay in, right? So, uh, from from a freedom from the struggle and so forth to to something positive rather than just a negative. From from this is the idea of of bhakti, right? And so that so the worlds of Vaikuntha they start to look smaller from our material vantage point than the underlying Brahman, but they're actually bigger because they're more accommodating. Hmm? Now the distance, and there's, and, and there's no, there's no, it's beyond time and space, but there's distance in there. And there's space <laughs> in there. <laughs> That's very peculiar. So, but, so the distance is, for example, the distance is, the distance, the distance between Shantarasa and Dasirasa, between Dasirasa and Sakirasa, between Saki and Vatsalya, Vatsalya, Madhuri, the, the, these are the distances. Hmm? Distances in terms of measures of affection, hmm? all of which are perfect. Hmm? So in Vaikuntha we have a realm where there's Shantarasa, Dasyarasa. Hmm? That means um, passive adoration. Shanta. Passive adoration. The beatific vision. When I was a young boy, Catholic, then they talked about the beatific vision. They never talked about it enough for me. That was an interesting topic, but it was only a word used every now and then. But this is so as I now I've come to think of it as as, as shantarasa. Shantarasa means this uh, uh, passive adoration in the, the shantarasa bhakta in Vaikuntha is not interested in the leela, the guna, hmm, the parikar of Narayan, only the rupa, only the form. He's not. He has. In, the, he, so he's etern, You can find people in Vaikuntha that are eternally meditating, experiencing the form of Narayan hmm, in their heart. Hmm. It's a it's a it's a very interesting place. Hmm, a lot of possibilities there. And then from Dasiras, then there's excuse me, from Shantaras, there's Dasirasa. So Dasiras includes the, the basic virtuous qualities of Shantarasa, hmm, like self-abnegation or uh, detachment no, no no selfishness and and positive attraction to bhagwan mm-hmm. but there's something else added to that as well that it makes it a form of love that affords more intimacy and now the dasi bhakti becomes interested in the leelas of narayan mm-hmm. his leela avatars and so whenever narayan has no, it's the birthday of Krishna in Vaikuntha. It's the birthday of Raha. It's the birthday of uh, Narsinga. Then they're all. Narayan takes that shape, and there are celebrations and so forth. It's quite a, quite a nice place. Um, and the Dasya Ras uh, devotees there, they take different shapes to serve 
Narayan in different circumstances. They turn into into peacocks, into into, into trees, into person, and, and so forth. And there are different types of uh, kind of uh, opulences uh, that that they will attain: salokya, sarsti, samipya, sarupya. They can have uh, the the means to sasaloki to live on the planet of God, by Kuntalok, to to have the same opulence as Narayan, to have a sarupya, have a form like Narayan, also samipya, to be a personal attendant of Narayan in his chambers and so forth. There are devotees there who who are primarily uh, driven by the perks of Vaikuntha. Hmm? They had interest in Samipya, in their sadhana, to be a personal attendant in Narayan, or Sarupya. They understood, I could have a form like Narayan. So they could attain that. Their their love there is driven by interest in those perks of Vaikuntha. Hmm? And then there, there are those whose love is driven by Prem, without with very little interest in the perks, they're secondary. We accept we accept them for the sake of service, but it's not our main interest. And so there are different divisions like this of people who who, who attain by kuntha. But overall, it's a reverential realm. So worship is prominent. When worship is prominent, then you have three things: you have the worship. You have the object of worship, and you have the worshiper. And the worship, in, in some measure, bridges the gap between the worshiper and the worshipped. Hmm? Right? In some measure. But still you're kept, you're, you're, in other words, by worship you're brought close to Narayan, but still you're at some distance. Hmm? You're not like someone wandering in material existence. Hmm? You're 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 on you're on in his on his planet, if you will. And but but still, the worship create create nonetheless uh, preserves some 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 distance. So if you're going to worship someone, you know you you you're going to fold your hands like this. You're going to step back and and so forth. So that overriding nature. Of the Vaikuntaloka is is a realm of reverential love. Now, there there is a, within uh, the Uttam Bhakti of Rupa Goswami that we follow. In terms of practice, which determines your perfection, he speaks of two divisions: Bhakti motivated by the prospect of what you will attain by following the scriptures and engaging in Bhakti. And by bhakti, that's also motivated by what will happen if you don't do those things, which isn't isn't good for you. Hmm? So the engine that drives that kind of bhakti is kind of a dutiful love, to be dutiful. Hmm? In other words, I serve Narayan because it's the right thing to do, hmm? and I avoid. Things that are contrary to that because it's the wrong thing to do, and I'm driven by that. Hmm? That's the engine, hmm? if you will. And then the other division, the type of sadhana, is called raganuga. Hmm? Rag anuga, anuga means to follow, and rag means um, 
rather than um, like agape, it culminates in in a transcendental eros. You know, this, the Greek term term agape is a reverential type of love for God. Hmm? But it, so that would be similar to Vaikuntha. But in Rag Bhakti, it culminates in one sense in a transcendental eroticism. So there is there is even even romantic love for the Godhead or fraternal love or even parental love. So in Vaikuntha, Narayan doesn't have a father or mother. There is no Vatsalya. Understand the word Vatsalya? It means parental love. There's no Vatsalya rasa hmm, for Narayan. Hmm. He's God. God doesn't have a father or mother. There's no Sakya rasa. It's not like you're the pal of Narayan. They're servants of Narayan. Hmm. Right. And there's no... Devotees aren't having romantic relationships with Narayan. They're worshipping him. Now there's a corner of Vaikuntha that's... or a realm that's it's just slightly in between Vaikuntha and Goloka. Hmm? That in the optimum points to Goloka and the possibilities that um, can be attained there. The possibilities of Sakya, of Vatsalya, of Madhurya. That's called Ayodhya. Hmm? Ayodhya. Uh, there are other names for it too, but it's it's the Vaikuntha realm of Ram, Sita Ram, Lakshman, and Hanuman. Hmm? You understand? In that realm, Ram, the Ram avatar, hmm? he's the Leela avatar of of Narayan, but he's a special. Narasimha also special, hmm? but Ram even more special. Um, for different reasons, but one of the peculiarities about him is that he has a lover in the form of Sita, he has friends in the form of Lakshman, for example. There's brotherly love, fraternal love for him. He has a mother and a father. (laughs) So that's different, right? Now, the, the person paradigmatic figure who shows the way to Ayodhya, Ramloka, is Hanuman. He's he's in Dasyarasa. Hmm. So if you want to enter Ayodhya, you follow Hanuman. When, you, of course, when you get there, you find that, that there's Dasyaras is predominant, but there's just some glimmer, some some glimpse of fraternal love, parental love. Romantic love. Hmm? It's not for everybody. There's not a sadhana to become the mother of Ram. Hmm? There's not a sadhana to become the wife of 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 Ram, who's Ekpatni Brata, who took a bow for one wife. And his relationship with Sita is different than Lakshmi with Narayan. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, there's not a sadhana to become like Lakshman in Ayodhya. But they're there, and they're pointing, in a sense, to Goloka, to the Mahabhaikuntha, which is a great expanse in which all of the Vaikuntas are contained. 
<laughs> at the same time. To say that it is the complete, full realm means that all of Varnashram, all you could get from Varnashram is there, all that you could attain from Vaidhi Bhakti is there, all that you could attain from self-realization is there, and so forth, and, and something more. So, for example, now in Golok, Golok is the larger realm that's compared um, poetically to a lotus, hmm? right? And the different petals of the lotus. The center of the lotus is called Brindaban or Gokul. Hmm? So this is the area that our Sampradaya comes from and our Sampradaya goes to, to the center of the, the whirl of the lotus of Goloka. Hmm? It's also described um, geographically as a hexagon. Hmm? And it's described sonically also hmm? through the 18-syllable Gopal Mantra, which um, syllables of which fit within the, the hexagon, the six-pointed star in the opening. So it, it, the scriptures describe it sonically, Geographically, geographic, not geo geometrically, I should say, and poetically, hmm? um, and 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 about and in terms of different possibilities, there, there are three centers in this Golok. There is the Braj, Golok Gokul, Vrindavan. These are different names for this for the center, hmm? and then there is the um, Metropolitan. That's a rural center, and it's the metropolitan Mathura. And then there's the uh, Dwarka by the sea. Hmm. Hmm. These three. And then there are outer regions, because inside, outside of the hexagon, in which is uh, superimposed, of which is a lotus, the center of which again is, is Gokul, outside of all that is a square. Hmm. Again, we're going back to geometrical. This is the yantra, and and then around the square are all the cities, all the opulences, all the eight 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 attainments that are inherent in in uh, in mukti, um, mystic powers, uh, and so forth, um, and um, there are transcendental devas there protecting the place and so forth. And then different possibilities of, of, of loving Radha and Krishna with some Aishvarya, with some majesty, the absence of which is what characterizes the center of that lotus. There's no majesty there in that love, which then affords the, the, uh, the greatest intimacy. Hmm? So... As I said, Vaikuntha characteristically is, is a realm of worship where there's the object of worship, there's the worshiper, and there's worship. And the worship somewhat bridges the gap between the two, but the love in Gokul completely uh, does away with the, the gap between the worshiper and the worshipped. So in love, there's a unity. Love requires becoming one. Hmm? So the feeling, the overriding experience of this Gokul, Vrindavan, the center of the lotus of Golok, 
is that can be attained through rag bhakti. Rag means vidi. I said vidi bhakti. That means vidi means like rules. So to do the right thing, follow the rules. It should be done. That is the driving force for bhakti and vaikuntha. Rag, on the other hand, is means attachment. It means it means love. Hmm? It means passion. It's the color red. Rag. So uh, the path for following it is rag anuga, to follow those who have rag. So there are those who have anadi siddha samskars, who have inborn from from without a time and without any beginning. um, impressions that drive their uh, lives naturally and spontaneously to love Krishna as friends, as his lovers, uh, as parents, and so forth. These are called ragatmikas. Hmm? Rag bhakti means to follow anuga, the ragas, hmm? the ragatmikas, to be, to follow like them. You follow them through through the way in which what they're about comes to us through the Guru Parampara. Hmm? And because our Parampara comes from there, then we talk about, everything we talk about is from that angle. So when we associate with devotees, speaking about everything from that angle, then we get we get impressions. We want to get the impressions that are inborn within the Ragatmikas to come within us. We don't have that. We have other impressions. We have other samskars. Hmm? We have anadi karma samskars, hmm? and there's a meeting between our samskars, means impressions that drive our actions from karma, and the this the, the anadi siddha samskars for bhakti. Hmm? Through the through the guru parampara, there's a meeting between these two, and that's what cheta darpana marginam is. The meeting comes from Guru. That that meeting comes through Guru Parampara, the vehicle that they are riding on is Nam Sankirtan. Hmm? It begins with Cheta Darpana Marjan. So it it cleanses away the material samskars, and in the context of doing it, it gives impressions for bhakti from that realm. So who you associate with, hmm? coming in that. Parampara, you're going to get those type of impressions. That will determine then that association, what kind of rati, what kind of love you will have for Krishna. So our sampradaya, the the macrocosmic gurus are Nityananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So therefore we find the influence of Madhurya Rasa pursued by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Sakya Rasa that Nityananda Prabhu was the embodiment of. Sakya Rasa plays like a like a secondary um, supporting role. And there's an influence of that, current of that in the Sampradaya, and then, then Madhurya Rasa. So these are the windows of opportunity through, into those prakashas, so those those sections of the aprakat lila, the unmanifest lila, we, we can enter hmm? through Namkirtan and other assisting angas, bhakti and so forth. But the seed of the rati that you will attain comes from that association. Hmm? So we find my Gurmash, for example, Openly spoke of his of, uh, his ideal of 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 of, of Sakyarasa. It was a powerful wave of that influence 
in modern society. And then there are many, many examples of the Madhurya Rasa, the special type of Madhurya Rasa in our Sampradaya and so forth. So, so through that connection then, through those impressions and the subsequent action that follows those, which is to follow in the wake of those who's, who the impressions are coming from, which ultimately can be traced then to paradigmatic figures in the Leela like Rupa Manjari, like Subal Saka, Sridham, Krishna's friends, or uh, the Krishna's lovers, the Lita Vishak, and so forth. And then the, the, they eventually become internally their ideal, their their love. Uh, theoretically, it's understood and it's idealized and and uh, internally um, pursued as through Namsen Kirtan, the material samskars. That's what Cheta Darpana Marjana means. Marjana means to cleanse. And Dharpana means the mirror. This is a verse of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from his Shikshastakam, talking about Namkirtan. He says the beginning is that the chitta, the chitta is an internal organ. It's made of psychic matter. It's a very subtle form of matter that has the capacity to reflect consciousness proper, which is not part of matter, not material. So this part, this kind of matter can reflect consciousness and then start to act like a conscious entity, hmm? the chitta, and then uh, 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 chitta. Chitta is the, is the mahatattva in a microcosmic form. Mahatattva is the, the glance of Vishnu starts in motion, the material world, hmm? and and the, the macrocosm of that is in all of us, the chitta, and, and the buddhi, Manas, Ankar, this is the subtle body. This subtle body is matter, but it's acting like consciousness because it has the capacity to reflect consciousness. And it's the it's it's the place, if you will, through which all our experiences are coming and we're kind of in the background witnessing. Hmm. You can use that subtle body, and that's the whole idea of yoga and spiritual sadhana, in such a way that it becomes spiritualized. And bhava, as bhava makes ingress, into the Atma, which isn't something that's inherent in it, but comes through its spiritual practice and association, and it, and it rides on the mind, hmm? on the subtle body, takes it over. When it takes over the subtle body, then the subtle body, as we know, is what the gross body comes out of, so it takes over the gross body. That's the spiritualization of your material body. That's called a sadhaka deha. You need to perfect your sadhaka deha, your spiritual body, by having your senses, for example, only in touch with sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna's senses. Hmm? That's a work in progress. As that becomes accomplished, this internal meditative form also um, uh, develops hmm? by sudacite, shravanadi sudacite, by cleansing the heart through hearing and chanting, etc. Then this ingress of bhava, sudasatvavisheshatma prema suryam susamibha, like a ray of the sun of prema comes into the end, takes over the jiva's life, and now there's this on hand, hands-on internal culture of that spiritual identity that then you will you will attain following like sudam, sridam, subha, Krishna's friends, or. Rupa Manjari, Lalita, Vishak, and so forth in, in Madhuri Rasa. 
And then, so then, 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 by the this, this dispensation, I should say, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you can attain the center of the lotus of the Mahavaikuntha. It's a particular type of practice. Hmm? You understand? That's what we teach. That's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came uh, to uh, give. I should say, he came to experience something internally. The side effect of which is that it it, it goes externally. Hmm? And if it touches on others and so forth, and then the gracious associates of Mahaprabhu take that and systematize it into th- into into a way of thought, and a and a subsequent practice, as their generosity. Um, so, as such, we have a we have a sampradaya, a whole system for attaining that. Hmm? Um, so that's what, what we're doing. We're not aiming at at going to Baikuntha. So we're we're following the rag. Marg. Now, we're following the Rag Marg, which is driven by taste and attraction rather than by duty. But we don't have the taste or attraction. So what to do? So therefore, we 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 in the beginning we we would classify the devotees in in our lineage as ajataruchi ragna rag bhaktas ajata without taste rag bhaktas they're rag bhaktas without a taste but taste is what drives rag bhakti and differentiates it from the dutiful um, love of Vaikuntha. but they are rag bhaktas because of knowledge they have the knowledge of rag bhakti and they have association with rag bhaktas, so they have some attraction for the idea. You don't want to go to Vaikuntha, right? No way. Right? See, so that's see that it means you have got some bhakti samskar from our sampradaya that you're thinking like that. You don't realize it, but you, people don't often devote to but that. That's a good example. No, I'm not interested. In that. Why? Because you have gotten impressions, uh, and and that idea is now. Sw- is weighing on you, and it's and you find it attractive. You're still attracted to so many other things. You have a taste for so many other things. You're hardly a very advanced uh, devotee, but but still, that's what you want, because that opportunity has been uh, mercifully presented to you, which speaks about the merciful nature of the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, without seeking any qualification. It makes people attracted to this ideal. No matter how unqualified they are, which looks like, wait a minute, this guy's totally unqualified. What, what? How can it? You know, even by Kunta, they can't quite figure it out. You know, even the nature, the whole brudge looks very bizarre to them. Mm-hmm. That idea. It's said to be unknown. This Mahabaikunta said to be un, unknown by the people in Baikuntha. Mm-hmm. Mahaprabhu comes from there and, and makes it available to us. And even Vaikuntha people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. This is a very because the nature of the place is 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 such. It's very generous. It's very it's very it's very humble. It's very generous, and um, love by its nature just wants to share itself, mm-hmm. to celebrate itself. It's 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 one of its it's part of its nature. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna pursuing that love, and it's overflowing. Hmm? So we're touched by that, 
And then, then we get the knowledge of that, if you will, by hearing from sadhus and scriptures and so forth. So then we're, we're following the Rag Marg, but we're not driven, our engine is not driven by taste, by, by, by Rag, by Rati, hmm? but by understanding. And now we refine our understanding. We're kind of, it's kind of like this. You like milk. Okay, you like butter, you like yogurt, means you like cows, hopefully, right? So if you want milk, then you have to study how to take care of a cow. You have to study how to take care of a cow, what cows need, everything, and then you have to do the work and so forth. So so there's an aspect to Rag Bhakti that involves, it's not just Forget the scriptures. I'm a rag bhakta, you know. But you, you study the rag mark and how it works, and so forth. And this becomes part of the engine that, that drives your your practice, which will uh, result in a taste, in due course, for that ideal. When your bhakti becomes rather than ajatarati, jatarati. Ajata means without without rati. There's two divisions of the rag bhakti. Ajatarati. Or you could say ajataruchi. Different terms are used by different acharyas. Krishnadas uses the term ajatarati and jatarati. Hmm? Raghunuga sadhana. Jiva Goswami says ruchi, same idea. Hmm? So, uh, so in bhava and before bhava. And it must be before bhava or there will be no jataruchi, uh, jatarati. Because what you do in sadhana determines the kind of bhava that you'll attain. So it's important in sadhana bhakti to know the map, if you will, and know where you're you're going. Hmm? Have your ideal, hmm? and that ideal should be understood as as the opportunity that's come before me mercifully. Hmm? It's not my right, but somehow it's it's come before me, and so I go I go through that window. <laughs> And that's my ideal, and I, I I focus my on my ideal by focusing on the next step that I have to take here, looking down at the floor to go there. I look there, and then I look here. I look there. I don't just look there and, and wander all. Over. Eventually, you'll only look there, hmm? and you'll be running, hmm? right? <laughs> but in the beginning, you got to look there and then look here and take couple steps and so forth. So this is um, what it means to be Ragbhakta in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, Sampradaya, while at the same time you haven't got Rag. Hmm? Rag will come. Hmm? That will come. And and it's again personified in the in the associates of Krishna. So we hear about them, we hear about the Leelas of Krishna as part of the practice. We hear and chant, we follow the other, we follow the items of Vaidhi Bhakti, all the items of Vaidhi Bhakti that are described by Rupa Goswami, um, hundreds of them, right? Up to the point where he says, okay, now we're finished with the explanation of Vaidhi Bhakti. Now we're going to explain Rag Bhakti. Rag Bhakti works like this, and he gives like maybe 32 verses. Hmm? He doesn't say, and these are the Angas, and these are the Angas. He gives three things that you should do. Hmm? Uh, uh, you should uh, 
remember, hear about the leelas associated with Krishna relative to the ideal. You should do seva to Krishna, God and Krishna, in your sadhakadeya and in your internalized uh, meditative siddhadeya. When it arises, due to actually doing service in your sadhakadeya comprehensively, hmm? and do vadi bhakti, which means hearing, chanting, remembering, and so forth, but not with a with a mood attained by kuntha, and that means do vadi bhakti shravanadi. Means all the other things that came before that, all those other angas of vadi bhakti, like what does it begin with? Ado gurvashraya. So it's not that. When Rag Bhakti didn't say he needed to get a guru, that was when he was talking about Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? So I won't need a guru, I'm going to do Rag Bhakti. Hmm? No. Uh, Shravanam, Kirtanam, etc., he says, means all those other Angas that preceded, hmm? they can all be engaged in with a motive for Rag Bhakti, for attaining Braj, except for a few of them, like. Worship of the queens of Dwarka is one of the angas of Vaidhi Bhakti. We don't do that. In other words, idealizing them, because that's not our ideal. That's an ideal for Vaidhi Bhakti. So you can. So there's forms of Vaidhi Bhakti for Goloka, hmm? like in Dwarka. Hmm? There's forms of for mixed rag and Vaidhi, like in, like in Mathura. Hmm? And then there's the pure. Rag Bhakti of, of Braj Vrindavan. That's our ideal. That's where we want to go. Hmm? And we have to go systematically with good, good company, step by step. So it's a difference of practice. Let me give you an example and I'll conclude with this. Lakshmi is the consort of Narayan, right? Right? Well, she heard about the, the Rasa dance of Krishna and how the gopis have a voice with Krishna that she doesn't have with Narayan, mm-hmm. especially Radhika. Mm-hmm. You won't find Lakshmi scolding Narayan, mm-hmm. but she she thought, you know, in the Rasa dance, then his wives, my husband's wives, in the form of Krishna. They've got a little more room to be, you know, to have voice, <laughs> and it's very sweet and charming. This idea. So she wanted to enter the rasa dance with Krishna. So she went to Madhavan in Braj or Tapavan, and there she began fasting and meditating. And she only root, ate like roots and and leaves that fell from trees and so forth. Took off all her jewelry. Put on a white, white sari, hmm, very austerely, and so forth. So Krishna came upon her and said, "Lakshmi, what are you doing here?" She said, "I want to attain the rasa dance. I want to enter that. This is my idea. So I came here to to, to this brudge." And he said, "Oh, you you can't get there like that by performing austerities and by fasting and penance and." Tapasya and so forth. She said, well, how do I get there? He said, it's so much easier than that. You don't have to do any of that stuff. She said, really? Well, how do I get there? So he said, it's very easy. Only a couple things you do. First, you give up your husband. Hmm? 
Narayan. She was about fainted on that one because her very nature is so it's just just her chastity to Narayan. So you got to give up your husband. Then you got to live here in Braj and marry another guy. <laughs> then you got to give him up <laughs> secretly and meet with me. She said, "Forget it. I'm going back to my kundalas. That is not my my staibhav, my my spiritual nature and disposition. My the, the defining emotions of my spiritual life are completely in, in contradiction to that. Hmm? I can't do that." The story is meant to say that there is a particular type of sadhana by which you can go there. Lakshmi can't go there, but you can go there. Simon Mahaprabhu ki jai. That's a very extraordinary possibility that he makes available for us. So there's a certain so to attain how to attain. Mahaprabhu asked this question to Venkatabhatta in South India, who was a worshipper of Narayan, Lakshmi Narayan, head pujari of the Sri Sampradaya. There's a Vaidhi Marg Sampradaya. So uh, he was staying there and hosted there during the rainy season in his travels in the south. One day he asked this uh, Venkatabhata, he said, you know, Lakshmi is said to be very chaste, most chaste wife of Narayan. He said, oh yes, very chaste, very chaste. Lakshmi. And uh, and then Mahaprabhu said, then how come that she wanted to dance with Krishna if she's so chaste to Narayan? Oh, and Venkata said, very, very nice question. Thank you. But actually, there is no difference. Krishna and Narayan, they are one. These are different forms of the same God. So her chastity is not in question. Mahaprabhu said, very good. So I have one other question. How come she couldn't? She wanted to dance with Krishna. Hmm? How come she couldn't? And then Venkata, he short-circuited. He said, I can't even think like that. Who, who could even ask that kind of a question? Only he could know the answer. Who are you? Then he could understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Bhagwan himself and speaking about a region that's beyond his own experience. Hmm? Then the Mahaprabhu explained, there's a way. Hmm? And that's the sadhana that's coming from my sampradaya. How you can enter there. Hmm? Hmm. And his son, Venkatasan, that is the great Gopal Bhattagasami. Gopal Bhattagasami Kijaya, hmm? one of the founding acharyas of our our sampradaya. He became converted. Mahaprabhu told him to go to Vrindavan, and that he would he would he would again come there and meet him. Hmm? And he came there in the form of Radharaman. That's all of the story on the Shinga Chaturdasi. Anyway, I won't go into that, but anyway, that story illustrates the, the, the point. We have a special path here. It's good to know it theoretically, and then with good guidance to tread it. that help? Something to digest, yes. You can listen to the talk again. Yes, Krishnanam. So, Maharaj, how Goloka Vrindavan, you know, you, you mentioned there is, uh, there is Goloka, Mathura, and Dwaraka. Mm-hmm. How do all this picture fits Lord Chaitanya and his movement with uh, Mayapur and, and Navadvip? There is, uh, I heard that there is also like a place in the spiritual world which is um, exclusively for Lord Chaitanya and his pastimes. Mm-hmm. So how this is situated in this, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have also another question. Um, 
you are mentioning that there is Ayodhya in the Vaikuntha realm. We know about uh, Bama Vrindavan. Before we go to Goloka Vrindavan, we are personally mm. trained on the earthy Vrindavan. Mm. It's a similar concept with, for example, Bama Ayodhya or, or Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha, Bama, Vaikuntha, the, the devotees who are supposed to go mm-hmm. to those realms if they need to have like a particular mm-hmm. training mm-hmm. representations on, on mm-hmm. or something? I understand your questions. First question um, is, of course, in Mahaprabhu's Leela, then he appears in Navadvip, hmm? he goes to Jagannath Puri, and he goes to Vrindavan. He has a little outreach to the south, and some on the way to Vrindavan, on the way back at Benares. Hmm? But basically, he remains in these, for the most part, in these three doms, right? In Navadweep, in Puri, and Vrindavan. Hmm? So, Vrindavan conception we understand. Puri, Jagannath Puri, is, is, a, is a certain, a particular moment in Dwarkalila. It's not wholly analogous to Dwarka. It's a particular Prakash section, window, moment of Dwarka. The moment in which Krishna is deeply affected by remembering and reflecting on the Brajlila. Hmm? Therefore, we find Krishna in Jagannath Puri in, in, the, in a form of Sattvika Bhavas. Hmm? Uh, bodily transformations. His arms are being pulled within his body. Hmm? His eyes are big and so forth. He's depicted like this. So this, this is the, the implication of this is that Krishna in Dwarka is remembering in Vrindavan and the Vrindavan consciousness is coming in him. Hmm? The Mahabhav that is, that is exclusive to Vrindavan and not in Dwarka. It's some semblance of that is occurring. So, so in that sense, the, sometimes we hear Vrindavan is present also in, in Puri. In that sense, it's there. Do you understand? Hmm? That's just one side point. Um, that said, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's in Jagannath Puri is showing us how to enter into Navadvip. His Leela in Navadvip begins as a Vaishnav in the house of Sri Vastakur doing Kirtan. Eventually, the Kirtan comes outside, hmm? right? And it's only a short period of time, for a couple of years. Mahaprabhu begins his kirtan. Two years later, he takes sannyas. He leaves Navadvip. He goes to Jagannath Puri. Hmm? Uh, and what he's doing in taking sannyas and so forth is this is his acharya leela. Hmm? Uh, Bhagavan as an acharya, as a bhakta. He's showing the way. So he shows the way by being actively engaged as a public figure in Nam Kirtan. Eventually, the Nam Kirtan, the force of this, causes him to become a private figure, and he can't function in relation to the external world any longer. And he's in, in the hands of Sarup Damodar and Ramananda Roy, and his inner life is being cultivated, and they're assisting him hmm, in this. And you have to see who they are in Krishna Leela, understand their position and their, their qualifications for this. And so forth. Now, he's trying to experience the Radha Bhav. Hmm. So, Chaitanya Charitamrita culminates, finishes with the last verse of Shikshastakam, and Krishna says he was successful. He stepped into the Radha Bhava. This verse is Radha speaking, right? So when Mahabrabhu is successful, so to speak, 
He means he's showing how we can be successful. And from the Gambira, where he completed his mission to experience himself from Radha's perspective, that is synonymous with Srivasangam. And the private kirtan that took place there in the courtyard of Srivastakur, that no one else could come in. Mahaprabhu took the Sankirtan out of there to qualify people through kirtan. Hmm? So kirtan is both for rasa, there's rasa kirtan, and then there's kirtan in the form of qualifying us for rasa. Hmm? Right? By cleansing the heart and so forth, making, bringing about smaranam, Kirtana Prabhavi, Smarana Svabhavi, by the power of Kirtan, ongoing meditation can be affected. Hmm? So, um, as that is and so forth, then, then it comes to Rasa Kirtan, you know, the, 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 uh, Nam is Svarup. So, so the, the Srivas Angam is synonymous with Vrindavan. Hmm? It is in Srivas Angam, for example, when Mahaprabhu manifested the Mahaprakash, he sat on the altar of Vishnu, he brought his associates in and said, Murari, come, you are Hanuman. He wrote Ram on his forehead. Murari Gupta Kijai, Hanuman Kijai. Sridhar hmm. Swami he brought in and said, see who you are, my friend in Krishna Leela, and so forth. So he revealed himself in terms of these, who, who he was in relation to his eternal associates and who they were. Hmm? Right? So the implication is through Nam Kirtan you can know, you will reveal, you will enter the Sri Basanga, <laughs> and everything will be shown to you. That's why we should come to the Gorarti because that's what it, it represents symbolically, that that opportunity. If you don't know your Sarup, you better go to Gorarti because that's where you'll find it most readily. So, so the Navadweep is one with Vrindavan. It has to be because it can't be Krishna in Dwarka, Dwarkanath Krishna. Krishna in Vrindavan is Venu Madhurya. Krishna in Dwarka doesn't have a flute. Hmm? Right? He doesn't have Lila Madhurya, really. He doesn't have um, Prema Madhurya. Rupa Madhurya, I mean comparatively. Hmm? The Leelas of Dwarka are not what we refer to when we say that Krishna has Leela Madhurya. It's the, it's the Rasa dance that we refer to and other assisting mellows of Braj that are necessary for that. Hmm? These are the qualities of Krishna, right? Venu Madhurya means he has a sweet flute. These are qualities of Krishna that only Krishna has. It's speaking of Krishna in Braj, Krishna in Dwarka doesn't have a, a venu, a flute, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's this Krishna, Brajendranandan in, in Braj, mm-hmm. who has this desire to experience himself from Radha's vantage point. So the, the, the way in which that is accomplished is through, through the manifestation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has to be Brajendranandan Krishna. He can't be any avatar of Krishna. Hmm? Because he's interested in Leela Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, and, and so forth. Hmm? So he is the is the Bhagawan Krishna in the form of a sadhaka, if you will, Acharya, sadhaka, 
And now, rather than being the person of Venu Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, he's completely interested in, attracted to Venu Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, Prema Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya of Krishna, not to any other avatar. Hmm? Right? So, therefore, his realm, Navadvip, it can't be a different realm from Vrindavan. Hmm? It is Vrindavan, but it's Vrindavan on tilt. Something like that. Because he who is the object of love has somehow figured out a way to to step into the shoes of the the vessel of that love, Radha. So it's, everything's turned backwards. I would liken it before to a reverse jacket. You know, you get a reverse jacket. It's got black and arm, black body and gold arms, gold wrist and gold collar, something like that. And then you unzip it and turn it around, and it's just the opposite. It has black wrists, and black collar, and a gold body. Hmm? So this is the Gaur Leela. It's Krishna Leela. It's not a different Leela. Because it's not a different Leela, Navadvip cannot be a different place. It's the same place undergoing a particular, from, from another angle. It's looking, looking at it from another angle. Krishna steps into the shoes of Radha, and everybody goes with him. Hmm? And everything turns upside down. And it falls down on earth as nine islands. And all the places of Braj are there, scattered here and there. They're not organized systematically like in Braj, because it's all everything been turned upside down. So it falls, that's the idea, on earth in different places, on the nine petals of the lotus of, of Navadvip. So it's it's the Brinda, it's 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 the lotus. If if Braj Gokul is the is the center of the lotus of Golok. Hmm? Namadweep is the center of the center. Hmm? It's like you look deeply. If you if you look at Krishna and you look very carefully at Krishna, what will you see? Kalnidi, what will you see if you look very carefully at Krishna, very deeply? <laughs> well, from we're talking about our rasa, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's point of view. If you look at Krishna, what will you see? You'll see Radha. He's, you see that he's not alone. Well, that's curious. He's not alone. In fact, it, in, without Radha, you can't see Krishna. Hmm? So that you realize, oh, he's shining brightly under her effulgence. Radha is Bhakti Dev. Without so, first we see Krishna. We don't even, we don't even realize it. It's it's through Bhakti. First, so Bhakti is the goal. You don't want to be Krishna. You want to be love of Krishna. Is the idea. So now, now if you now you've looked carefully at Krishna, you've seen Radha. So now you're looking at Radha Krishna. Now keep looking. What will you see? If you look very carefully at Radha and Krishna. That's right. You got it now. <laughs> That's right. I'm not trying to single you out, it's just for fun. <laughs> so, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahayanya, Rupanuga Jane Rajivan. This is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami, that Radha and Krishna are one in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Rasaraj Mahabhav Dui Ekrup. This Rasaraj means the perfect object of love, and Mahabhav, the embodiment of perfect love. Rasaraj, Mahabhav, Dui, these two, Ekrup. They come in one form as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is a solution to the problem of Radha and Krishna's love for one another. Because the two, Radha and Krishna, want to become one in love. And when they become so absorbed in one another, Radha starts to think of herself like Krishna, and Krishna starts to think of himself like Radha, and the problem continues. They're not one. You understand? This is explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the in the Ramananda Sambhad. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the, is the, is that is the union of the two, the actual union of the two, or that's resolved. It's a very esoteric idea. And so, that Navadvip must be Vrindavan. Therefore, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu does Kirtan in Navadvip, everybody goes to Vrindavan. Then they come back to Navadvip and they go in a trance. And the, when he goes to go, go, when he goes, for example, in, in Godrum, in the morning, after breakfast, on Sankirtan, hmm, he sees some coward boys cowherding and suddenly he's transported into Braj, his Gopa Sarup, and the Gopa Sarup of others like Nityananda Prabhu appears hmm, and they taste Vrindavan in that way. And then, so the devotees go with him relative to their rasa. So you cannot worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and not worship Krishna. It's impossible. Right? That's what he's about. Hmm? What he's, uh, he's worshiping Krishna he wants to attain Krishna, so if you want to worship him, you have to assist him in attaining Krishna. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so the two are one. So the Navadweep is non different hmm, than Vrindavan, right? Puri is a window in Dwarka that's only looking at Vrindavan. So it's like the Puri and the Vrindavan conceptions are like like a train crash and Jagannath is the victim hmm, <laughs> of that. So um, and moving towards your other other question, therefore, you, you, just to, to finish on that for a minute, if you look at Prabhupada's original artistic um, um, cover to his Bhagavatam's first canon of the Bhagavatam, he has this picture of the lotus and the petals. Outside is the Baikuntha planets. The center is Radha and Krishna. If you look carefully, you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doing kirtan there. So, um, some kind of Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan within the Vrindavan. If if you, again, just to emphasize this point, if you enter the, the, the highest point, the climax of the Srimad Bhagavatam, where do you find yourself? What's the climax of Srimad Bhagavatam? Tenth canto? What's the climax of, within the tenth canto? What's the climax within the Rasalila? Well, that's one of the chapters. Krishna's leaving, and then Gopikita, they're calling him back, and then he comes back, right? Mm-hmm. He comes back, right? And what what happens at that time is he professes that. That, that I disappeared to see them to increase your love. Your love has increased to such a measure that it, I have no experience of it. I want to taste it. I will become a sadhu. Hmm? The sadhuness of your love, the saintliness of your love, is its own reward. Hmm? If I was to repay you, I'd have to become a sadhu and become a devotee of you and make devotees for you. That's what he says, if you look carefully there. So, what are, what are we finding then at the apex, at the climax of, of Srimad Bhagavatam? Where are we? Where do we find ourselves? 
it's a portal into Gorlila. All of a sudden, Gorlila opens, and you find yourself there. Hmm? And what happens if you absorb yourself in Gorlila? You find yourself back there. So, this is a very beautiful idea. Hmm? Now, both Gorlila and Krishna Lila have their appearance. We call it the Prakash, Prakat, Prakatli, the manifest Lila on earth. And in order to enter into Krishna Lila, it's taught into the Goloka, right? That you have to, as you said, first take birth in the Lila when it appears per, uh, Prakat manifests in this world somewhere, in some, some universe, right? And, it's, and as it disappears here, one, one minute of it, it's appearing in another universe and so forth. So it's always going on. Um, so the reason for that, hmm, why do we have to enter into the into the uh, Prakat Leela in order to go to the Aprakat Leela? And is there necessary to do that somewhere for Vaikuntha, as you're masking, or Ayodhya? The answer to the latter part is no. And the reason why you have to do that for to enter into Krishna Lila is because there's certain intensification of this Daibhav, the dominant and self-defining emotion like Sakya or Madhurya. Hmm? There's um, further development of this Daibhav that is required, is, is necessary to be a full participant in the Braj Lila. Like from Pranay, for example, in Sakiras, from Pranay comes Prem, comes Sneha, comes Rag and Anurag, or if you're in if you're Priyanarmasaka, there are other developments up to Mahabhav, or in Gopi Bhav, Prem, um, Sneha, Man, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, like this. So these terms are all uh, describing intensifications of and subtle development of that dominant emotion hmm? and then and, and, and they'll, they'll play out relative to different leelas and so forth. So without that intensification you can't participate in all those leelas. Hmm? And it's practically impossible to develop that without the association of those who have that, the ragatmikas in a hands-on way. Hmm? So, for example, also Rupa Goswami explains, although we follow, we may follow a rag bhakta of the sadhana siddha type, hmm? Hmm? they are also follow, all following the nitya siddha, hmm? associates of Krishna. Hmm? So, through that following, we get their association in the prakat lila. And there, it's something like this. I've given an example before. In the United States, they have this system in uh, in sports, let's say in football. The, the, the best players in the college get drafted to play on the professional team. And they say that the big difference between the college and the professional team is that the professional sport goes faster. Everything is faster. So in college, you're, you, you may be the get best guy on your team, but now you're, everybody's the best. The best from every team is there. So it, it's, it's, a higher, it's at a higher 
level, so to speak. So our sadhana bhakti is something like the college, you're on the college team. You become the best on the college team, but still now you have to go and associate with the pros, and it's at another level. Hmm? And you're qualified, you enter there, and the, and only by their association, only by getting the opportunity to play and practice and associate with those professionals can can you qualify yourself. You can't do it by reading a book or playing football with somebody else. You have to get in there and get a chance to practice with them and so forth. And then by osmosis, by association, it develops. Hmm? So that is the purpose for a sadhaka who's become a, attained Sarup City to, to take birth first in the Prakat Lila. Whereas, to go to Vaikuntha Ayodhya, that's not necessary because th- that that further development of the Stayibhav is not um, part of... Uh, it doesn't play out in Vaikuntha, in the Leelas of Narayan. There's there's no Mahabhav for, you know, uh, uh, in, 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 in Dasirasa. Hmm? There's no pranai in Dasirasa, hmm? which, for example, is central to um, Sakirasa and so forth. So, therefore, we find, for example, in Bhagavatam, Narada, in terms of Vaidhi Bhakti, gets his swarup. He doesn't have to take birth, right? In another Leela. He gets a spiritual body, Krishna gives to him. But, but this is for Vaidhi Bhakti. Hmm? But for Rag Bhakti, it's very special. Do you understand? Does that answer your question? Yeah. All right. Good. Good question. Thank you. Call tomorrow. Yeah. We have a call. And we have a conference call. You can all come here and participate. Eleven thirty in the morning, I think. Right. We have a. That's a kind of a class where I answer questions on the to callers on the phone and uh, and. Probably uh, before I go, Monday I'm going back to California. Shishikwar Adamana Bhakti Jai, Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai.